this Sunday is Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday marks the day when Jesus triumphantly enters Jerusalem before he was betrayed, put to trial, and crucified. Our story starts with the reaction of the crowds who saw him enter. Jesus chose to enter Jerusalem at the beginning of the Passover festival. Those of the Jewish faith at the time of Jesus and at the current time celebrate Passover as a commemoration of their liberation from slavery in Egypt. It has been estimated that up to 2.5 million people came to Jerusalem for Passover at the time Jesus entered. Jewish law stated that every adult male that lived within 20 miles of Jerusalem must come to the Passover festival. But not only the Jews from Palestine, but all Jews from all over the world traveled distances to attend. Our scripture reading from Matthew describes the entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. He comes riding a donkey which is a symbolic statement that he comes in peace. He has many followers that enter both before and after him. They are laying their cloaks down on the roadway, so the donkey walks over them. They are also waving palm branches as he approaches. These approaches and actions were the same as when kings of Jewish history triumphantly entered Jerusalem. As Jesus passes, they shout out several names for him, including Son of David, Prophet, in the name of the Lord. They also shouted out Hosanna, Hosanna, which means Savior or Save Now. But most importantly, many believed him to be the long-awaited Messiah who would rid them of Roman rule and make Jerusalem a powerful nation that would rule all of its neighbors. Jesus knew full well he was entering a hostile city. However enthusiastic his followers were, the authorities were very afraid of him and had taken all necessary steps to kill him. Almost any person in such a situation would have considered discretion the better part of valor. And if he would have come to Jerusalem at all, he would have come and slipped in quietly under the cover of night and kept to the side streets until he got to his shelter. William Barclay, a very famous biblical scholar, wrote about the entry of Jesus into Jerusalem as follows. Jesus entered Jerusalem in a way that set himself up as the center of the stage and deliberately riveted every eye upon himself. All through his last days there is in his every action magnificent defiance of those forces arrayed against him. He begins his last act by flinging down the gauntlet, a deliberate challenge to the authorities to do their worst to him. This, of course, took great courage on the part of Jesus. And it is that quality in Jesus that I'm going to be talking about today. It is that quality that is a gift from God. 
It is that quality that we can use in these times of fear, trepidation, and doubt. The dictionary defines courage as the quality of mind or spirit that enables a person to face extreme dangers, difficulties, and pain, even if one is still afraid. Biblical scholars say that the most common commandment in the Bible is to fear not. Many have said there are 365 fear nots in the Bible, one for each day of the year. However many there are of the fear nots, it is the most repeated commandment in the Bible. Why is that commandment repeated so many times? Why does Jesus repeat that command over and over again? I believe he does so to make it clear that we are to respond in difficult times with courage and not out of fear. More specifically, we are to respond to these times of domination by the coronavirus with courage, the type of courage Jesus shows us that can be done in very trying times. To have the courage of Jesus is not something that we create on our own. We do not just wake up one day and say, now I have the courage to face all the difficulties of life. The courage Jesus demonstrates and asks all of us to have is a gift from God, a courage that can only be explained by allowing God through Jesus Christ, to reside deeply within our minds, our hearts, and our souls. It is a spiritual courage that the disciples showed when, after the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the day of Pentecost, they scattered and went forth throughout the world to spread the word of our Lord. In doing so, many of them were threatened, tortured, and killed. It is that kind of courage that the disciples and thousands of martyrs that have faced through the years as they lay down their lives for the gospel. That is the courage we are to have in this time of testing. It is that same courage a homeless person can have in trying to provide a roof over the heads of their family. It is the courage that someone who has lost a loved one whether it be a husband, wife, child, or some other member of their extended family who has a heart that is simultaneously both full of hurt and hope. It is the courage of someone who's been given a serious disease diagnosis, but who knows that they will be okay, no matter what the outcome of their disease, be it life or be it death. And yes, it is the courage of a nation, a community, a church, and an individual who can walk through an international pandemic with the power that God-given courage brings. For example, there have been many guidelines set forth by our governmental agencies during this time of crisis. It is the God-given gift of courage that allows us to comply with those guidelines. It is not courageous to ignore them and to do the opposite of what they call for, such as the now well-known cautions of 
social distancing, washing of hands, and staying within your own home as much as possible. It takes courage to follow those guidelines, even though we don't know how long they will last or what change they will bring to our lives or what results they may bring. So how can we as individuals and also as a church community show courage in the midst of this pandemic? We know that God is constantly present with us through Jesus Christ. And through that knowledge, we can show courage in all of our actions. Despite our desire to ride out this storm by sitting at home and watching CNN or Fox News and seeing our God-given courage drain away with each of the headlines, here are some courage steps that all of us can take. First, Reach out to those that may be at home or are ill with some disease. Call them. Email them. Send them cards, letters, or notes. It can make a world of difference in their lives by letting them know they are not alone and there is someone who is caring for them and watching over them. Now, some of us are reluctant to do that. We may be shy or reticent to talk to somebody we don't know well or don't know at all. We worry about what we will say or how we will say it. We are concerned that we might be say the wrong thing. This is where our God-given gift of courage comes in. Talk to God about it, for you will be helped in your self-perception of inability. Through the gift of courage that lies within you, and is yet to be discovered. There is a ministry in our church that will help you in reaching out to others. It is the Good Neighbor Network, and it is a group of our fellow congregation members that reach out to others in need by making phone calls, sending texts, emails, written notes, and letters. You can inquire about joining this group by contacting Karen Tucker or Marianne Friedrich by email or telephone, both of which you will find in our church directory. Second, demonstrate the gift of courage to those with whom you share your home at this time of crisis. Never let the fear of the unknown take charge in your household. In everything you do, show courage in this time of trial. Knowing through the grace of God that this too will pass. We will come through this. And we and those loved ones with whom we weather this storm will be the stronger for it. The third, the third practice is that age-old maxim that Jesus taught in Matthew 6:34. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. In the language of today, live one day at a time. Seek God's courage by seeking to follow Jesus Christ one day at a time. In this world of pandemic illness, where changes are occurring every day, every hour, and every minute, ask God for the ability to live with courage in the next minute and then in the next 15 minutes, and then in the next 
30 minutes, then for the next hour, and finally for the whole day. You will find your ability to deal with this health crisis and all that comes with it, becoming stronger, and then you will find the courage to help others find their courage. And to all who listen, tell them that through Jesus Christ we will be okay, no matter what the outcome of this pandemic and what may follow, internationally, nationally, within our nation, our community, our congregation, in our homes, and within ourselves. As followers of God through Jesus Christ, we will all be okay. We will be all right, no matter what the outcome. As I have told you once before, I learned this lesson personally. After a cancer surgery, I was lying in bed all by myself, and I was scared. And I didn't know where life was going to take me. I didn't even know if I would have much of a life. And then the only thing I can say was a feeling came over me. A very strong and emotional feeling came over me and told me I would be okay. I would be all right. No matter what the outcome and no matter how long my life will be, whether short or prolonged, I will be just fine. That feeling has given me the strength and the courage to deal with all the medical issues that come along and all the crises that come into my life. Because I firmly believe that that feeling came from God through Jesus Christ and gave me the courage that I need. And the same can happen to all of us. I don't know what's going to happen next in this worldwide pandemic. I don't know what will happen in the lives or the lives we hold dearly. Will our health change? Will we have a financial crisis? I don't know. But I do know this. We can all face the future and what it holds through the courage God has or will give us. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of courageous power and overwhelming love. All we have to do is honestly and sincerely ask for it. And once we do, God's courageous power and love will see us through anything the world puts at our doorstep. And we, if we have not asked that of God, then let's do it today. Let's do it right now. Amen.